So, hey everybody, Hillary here with the High Impact Podcast. I want to make sure I connect my community with you guys. Make sure you are ready to take that action, whatever that next action is. And I want to have a high impact in what you're doing and your life. So let's get this episode started today. We've got Jordan Culp on the podcast, entrepreneur, friend, and just complete energy force. I hope you guys love this episode and stay tuned for more great episodes um, to come. We good, Brian? Yeah. So just with these intros, go ahead and Launch right into it. Yeah, go straight into it. Okay. Never pause for me or anything. Okay. So let's do that. Let do it one again. More time okay. And then just go straight that was into really the conversation. Good. Yeah. Now I forgot what I said. Yeah. I remember for you, you got to come up to the oh. mic though. Oh. I mean, just put your arm. I think that is totally. <laughs> if you could just. Love it. Love it. <laughs> do I that. love this. Okay. This is Hey, everybody. Hillary here with the High Impact Podcast. I want to connect my community to you guys. I want to encourage everybody to take that next step, whatever that next step may be. Just just start. And uh, today on the show, we have Jordan Culp, entrepreneur, energy force, and friend. We're going to talk about all cool things that she's into and the people that she's inspiring in her community. So you guys just... Have a ball listening to this episode and make sure you stay tuned for more because we will have more um, episodes coming with lots of really cool people. So Jordan, welcome. Hi, Hi. thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. So let's tell everybody how we met. You want to tell them? Gosh, how did we meet? (laughs) We met through Stacy. Yeah. So to skip through a bunch of the story, you text me and you said, hey, can Stacy take my laptop back to to work and I was like and oh, you, yeah because I was fired from my job I, I was like <laughs> we're going I was, there I was like and you are and I was like Stacy some girl That's and so he's funny. like Jordan I love her oh just so you know Stacy doesn't love a Aww. lot of people he just well, he really we had doesn't. a lot of interaction because I'm not techie so I was constantly <laughs> hitting Stacy up well and he doesn't so have patience computer with, off so he must have really liked you yeah um but anyway, he's like, yeah, she's totally cool. And then oh. I started following you. I was like, we need to be friends. So that's how yeah. we met. That's funny. I forgot about that. But yeah, he took your laptop back and then he got fired. So <laughs> fast forward a couple months yeah. later. Mm. So Best blessing ever. Yes. So, okay. So I don't even know where to start. I don't know. I have so much <clears throat> I want to talk about. I have a cheat sheet that's over it. here, but I don't think we'll need it. So let's start with, um, you want to start with. The mom thing or the the entrepreneur thing? What do you want to well, start Well, let's start with the, we can just start with where I got fired because that's kind of when all of this really took off, entrepreneur, mom, marriage, all of that. Okay. So about three years ago, I was working in sales at that job. We won't name that, <laughs> that lovely job. We, we won't. Um, and it just wasn't a good fit. I wasn't feeling fulfilled there. I knew that I wanted more. I needed more. I had started a little side hustle making farmhouse signs and uh, knew that it was a hobby at that point. It was making some money, but it was not going to replace my full-time income. So when I got fired, I had no choice. I had a seven-month-old baby at home with wow. me, so it was a little scary. And we just went, really just dove in head first and just started tweaking the business into making it more of a business. So got married. Um, well, actually, no, that was, I got married before I got fired and had the baby. It's fine. But anyways, timelines are not my it's, okay. It's totally fine. Yeah. You're here so, for your other skills other than timelines. Oh, so yeah, we're yeah, totally yeah. fine. My story is one of those things that I'm like, I really just like struggle with, with telling it. We're getting better. Um, 
Yeah. So here we are. Fast forward three years. I am at another pivot. So I am still currently making farmhouse signs, but just not feeling passionate about it. I was going to say, so all the things that I see and hear with you are, I am not loving. Yeah. Not that you don't love your business. I mean, we all, it's, it's probably a little bit of, you know, just that you've been doing it for so long and it's, it's just so redundant. Like I'm an Enneagram seven, which means creative, passionate needs, um, freedom to be creative. And so, and I just want to, I want to serve my community in more ways than just providing an object. I want there to be meaning behind what I'm doing. So, oh, do we want to go into what the new ventures are? Yeah, but first I want you, just for those people who are listening, mm-hmm. um, who, who, might be thinking about wanting to do something. And I don't think we're really, well, we might low-key be encouraging people to quit their jobs because we've both oh, done 1, that. Oh, 1,000%. But if that's not <laughs> your thing, if you don't have the balls yeah. to like just quit. It might not be the right time. To yeah, do. let's talk about like, okay, you were put in a position where, I mean, yeah. you pretty much had to, <laughs> like you were forced to find something new. So tell everybody about how that felt and, um, and kind of getting started, the, the, the few steps that you maybe took to kind of get started or to to be like, okay, it went from little, now it's got to be big. I've got a kid to feed. Yeah. Well, it was exhilarating. I was pumped when I got fired because I wanted to get fired for months. <laughs> I mean, like, really? I was, oh my gosh, I hated that job. My boss was so micromanagey. I was seven or eight months pregnant. I worked from home um, doing sales, so I was constantly on the phone. We weren't allowed to leave our desk. It was very, it was very micromanaging. And seven months pregnant, I like messaged on our little thing. And I was like, Hey, I've got to run to the bathroom real quick. I'm seven months pregnant. My boss was like, no, I'm sorry. That's all she said. No, I'm sorry. You can't go to the bathroom. So right then I was like, this is not going to fly. This is not living life. Like I, I can't even go to the bathroom when I need to go. So I knew right then, like, okay, I've got to figure out another option. I've got to figure out either I didn't want another job. That was never an option. Like I was never going to go find another nine to five job. I knew growing up that everyone was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, how do all these people know what they want to be? I have no clue. I have no clue. And part of it was because entrepreneurship was, you know, 20 years ago was not anything that most people weren't talking about that. Mm -hmm. Or they weren't ballsy enough definitely to try it. Yeah, that's true. I grew up in a family. My dad did own his own business, but it was passed down from the family and then it ended up failing. So I saw an entrepreneur, I saw it like the worst Crash side of it. Burn. Yeah. So, so what steps whenever, did you take first? Like, did you have your Etsy shop at yeah. the point you did? I did. You, yeah. So I started Etsy whenever I was newly engaged. Um, my husband, my fiance at the time got really sick and we just had no clue what was going on. We were traveling all down the East coast, seeing specialists, trying to figure out what had happened. It literally happened overnight. He took a little Tesla pearl for a cough and it changed everything like extreme anxiety, um, oh, mental wow. fog. Like he couldn't get out of bed. He went on disability for 13 weeks. Like it was just like, wow. it altered our lives. And so that's kind of how th- like that season went and I knew I needed something for myself. So I was working this job that I hated. I, you know, at the time had no friends. So I was constantly just sad and bored at home. So I got on Pinterest. Well, I, I wanted to decorate my home. He owned a house and I moved in 
and it was a bachelor pad. And I was like, this is out of change, but I was broke. I had no money. So I was like, how am I going to decorate my house for super cheap? I had never touched a power tool a day in my life. (laughs) Well, sort of, that's another story. Um, I never touched a power tool. And I asked him, I was like, hey, listen, I saw these little farmhouse signs on Pinterest. And he's super handy. Oh my God, so handy. He can do, he can teach himself anything. So I was like, can you please show me how to use these tools? So he showed me how to use one. I put it up on Facebook and my cousin bought the first one. He was like, just start an Etsy shop, see what happens. I was like, okay, it's 20 cents to start an Etsy shop. What's the worst that could happen? So that's kind of how that all got rolling. And I was, I mean, I was producing a pretty good amount in the beginning. Like in the first few months, it was like 20 signs a month, something like that, which is alongside of your full time job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a lot. That was a lot. Especially when you're having to cut and there's a lot that goes into those stupid signs. I can't imagine 20 in addition to, yeah, that's a lot. Ugh. Um, Yeah. So we kind of scaled it from there and then fast forward to when my boss was like, hey, listen, this isn't working out. I I looked in the mirror, I got off the phone and I was like, I feel like I should be crying right now. I feel like I should be sad, but I'm so excited because now it's game on. Like you have to make this work. It was permission. It was because mm-hmm. I knew that I would never have quit. I wouldn't, my husband would never have been cool with me just quitting my job. So, cause he's, you know, there's normally in every relationship, the one that likes the stability and all that, which is, I'm so thankful for because it's given me this opportunity, but yeah, that's kind of the feelings that happened whenever I got fired. Which that's I was relieved. That's sure. crazy. I felt yeah. relieved too. I I resigned from a full time job um, without that safety net at all. So I felt the same way. It was just it it's liberating. Yeah, so liberating. Okay, so, so farmhouse signs. You're kind of tired of them. They're still mm-hmm. a part of your business, though a huge part, right? Or they. Yeah. They are. They're just not scalable. I mean, my little hands can only make so much. And I have t- a couple people who help out here and there, but we just can't scale it. And so the new idea, though, yes. is? The new business venture is gift boxes. So we're going to be awesome. doing, and they're all going to be handmade. Um, they're going to be themed eventually. We're going to start small and just do like, think of it like a box of sunshine or like a happy box. So the premise of it all is to make connections off of social media. So if you have a friend that is just lost a dog or a loved one or is just going through a tough time or you haven't talked to them in a long time and you miss them, then it's an easy way to just send them a gift and be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. That is so cool. And on the flip side, which is the part that I'm really passionate about, is helping other handmakers get going. Because it is, I mean, it is a saturated world out there, but this life is abundant. there, There are 8 billion people in this world. I mean- you don't need, you need a thousand people maybe to make a successful business. Not even that many, I don't think. So, so. how's that going to work? Are you going to have different <clears throat> price points, different themes? How is that going to? Yeah, eventually. So I'm like, I'm a big dreamer. So I had the big dream where on the last podcast I did, I, so stupid. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I said, this is going to be the next Fab Fit Fun Box because that's where my mind goes. My mind is like, well, sh- we're going to have a warehouse. Yeah. We're going to have like walls of items of all these handmade. And then like, okay, Jordan, like calm down, come back down to reality for just I a split that, second. Though. And like, let's take baby steps. So that's the big dream. I have no idea if that's going to happen. I'm sure I'll pivot a million times before I actually, you know, before we get to the dream, whatever that is. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to start with two to three boxes. I'm not 100% sure. 
I've collaborated with three handmakers so far. So I'm I so excited. Love, We're gonna have love that. Yeah, and their stuff is so cute. Um, it's just gonna be such a good way to get their product out there. So yeah, we will have different price points, but right now I don't really have all of those details quite yet. That's fine. I love that you dream because I don't. I'm not creative at all. So I love I love that you said but the you next are. I'm really not. You are. No, you are. I, I think I just, creativity comes in so many different ways. People think of creativity as making something with your hands. Or no, being arts. You are and, uh, yeah, but that there's so much more ways to be creative. Like you, for example, think of people that would connect well with me and my business and help me grow or your other friends grow. And that's how you're creative. You creatively connect. So that's I do connect. Right. You do. You're so good at that. But I love your creativity. I think you can be Thank the you. next FabFitFun. Um, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's an idea that, um, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking of five people that I could <laughs> connect you to right now. Because, I love you. You're so awesome. Well, your boxes need their stuff. Yeah. Right? It, so Exactly. And they need it. Too. I mean, it's just, it's going to be full circle. So are we going to be able to go to your Etsy shop? <clears throat> Is that how you're going to do it? Or how do you have any idea about that? So in the beginning, there will be some items that are not handmade. So I won't be able to put it on Etsy. We're going to have our own site, which the name is still up in the air. But once that is set in stone, we're launching May 7th. I turned 30 May 7th. Um, May 7th. Okay, turning yeah. 30. So is this like I'm going to have something to prove? That or like a midlife crisis, maybe quarter life, midlife. quarter life, quarter, quarter life. life, maybe quarter life. If you're going to live to what, 120, I think that's Shit, totally, I hope not. That's <laughs> old. <laughs> I'm, I'll be quarter. happy at a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we'll say quarter life, whatever. No, I just feel like this is going to be such a new season. Everyone's always like, your thirties are so great. And I'm like, well, twenties were pretty good. There yeah. was, there were some rough times in the twenties. So I feel like you're just trying to figure out your financial footing in your twenties and, who you are, how you want to show up in this world. And I feel like I finally have a grasp and yeah, I finally have a grasp on like who I am and who I want to be. So who is that? Who are you? I mean, like <clears throat> three or four words. Who are you? What are you? Um, I love to inspire people to be their best selves. I love to feel my best. I love finding new ways mm. to feel my best, whether that's through my diet, supplements, um, personal development, courses that I'm taking. I love feeling my best. Who doesn't love feeling their best? Mm. People who don't know <clears throat> that it can be done, I feel like. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. I mean, they don't love it because they don't know they can achieve it. And it's tiny little tweaks. It's tiny little tweaks. I feel like some... I mean, I was in some really low places, my early, really low places. I wasn't talking to my family. I was living a, away from home, dating douche lords. Like, it was just a really rough time. <laughs> I've got so many places I want to go. I think oh. you inspire me to just go all these random places. Let, so, well, yeah, well, random, that's another way to describe me. <laughs> that's okay. I like that. Yeah, so I like weird. that. Let's, okay. Where do I want to go first? Let's talk about, so all the supplements. So mm -hmm. anybody that knows you knows your social media game is really strong. So Thanks. that is definitely something I wanted to talk about. So there are people out there um, that may believe, you know, a certain amount of followers is going to make you happy. I don't believe that. I believe it's, you know, quality over quantity any day. Nonetheless, your social media is on fire it mm -hmm. I Thanks. live to follow what you're doing and I would I would venture to say that lots of your followers probably think that you're probably the highlight of their day so well, can that's you really sweet like your that. stories your 
just the way you come across your, you know, authenticity. Do you have any, for somebody out there who is thinking they might want to ramp up their social media or maybe really intimidated? I've got girlfriends that are in my age. I'm a lot older than you, but they are very intimidated with Instagram. They're Mm -hmm. super familiar with Facebook, but like, is there any pointer that you could give somebody to, to, to kind of get them maybe not to your level, but just to take the next step? What's the next little incremental thing they could do to get started? Practice. So I'm really good on stories. I'm not so hot on posting. I don't like that. I don't like doing the captions because I feel like I can't say what I want to say when I'm typing it out. I don't know. Um, Practice. So I started storying my life on Snapchat. So I think that this can be done in a lot of ways. You want to practice maybe on a platform that doesn't have a ton of your friends so that if you do say something stupid, then it's okay. No one's going to see it. Mm -hmm. So you could even just record yourself on your camera and just get comfortable with how you talk, what you want to talk about, how you come across lighting, like just find things that make you confident. So I always talk about having like power outfits or power shoes. Okay. So whenever I know it's power fanny pack, maybe or sure. And I'm sad I cut all my hair off. Now I can't have my power scrunchies. We're going to talk about the the hair in a minute. Oh yeah. So yeah, just like find things and find things that make you confident. um, And then your crowd will find you. Your people will find you. And even it can be disheartening in the beginning whenever you're showing up on stories and you're like, no one's DMing me. No one's answering my polls to my questions. Like, what the hell? They're watching. They're all watching. And I always like to think of this. So Jerry Seinfeld says it best. He said that people love to watch you do nothing. Do nothing. And he was great at it. So good at it. Great at it. He's so good at it. So something that you think no one would want to watch, no one would want to see this. Yeah, they do. They're all bored. Most of them are sitting at their nine to five jobs, hating their lives. Wanting to get fired. Wanting to get fired. Yeah. So just start showing little snippets of your life. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be curated. We're moving into this new day and age. Thank God that filtered photos are going away. People want to see the real. People want to see your struggles. People want to see like what you do day to day. It doesn't have to be anything like huge and grand. So how is Theron okay with... Because Stacy is not about to be on camera. He yeah. is so patient with you. I, and I'm like. <laughs> he knew what like, he was getting himself into. <laughs> okay. Because, no, you know, know, if I start a live or something, Stacy is probably in another zip code. He is, yeah. he is taken off. I love Stacey. He is not about, we are yin and yang. Yeah. So how is he, how's Theron okay with all that? So this is something really important that I would say, have this conversation early on when you are starting social media journey. Set boundaries. Set boundaries of non-negotiables that you do not talk about on social media. And you need to get with people who are in your close circle and just say like, you know, I'm going to be talking about this. You're cool with that. And then there's going to be some things that you're just going to have to set that boundary for yourself. I mean, as far as like, if you are in a marriage, then I, I personally believe that your spouse needs to be, but like your parents, like there's going to be some stuff that you say or do that they're probably not going to agree with. So yeah. you just have to, yeah, set boundaries. So do you prep? Let's, let's say you don't agree you with something with, that your parents, are, mm-hmm. are you going to prep them for, for that? Hey, I'm going to say something. Or are you just going to let them figure out if they're not watching, that's even better? I mean, how do you do that? This is the, a constant struggle right now. Um, and it's just because, oh, I mean, I have the conversations with 
them about my beliefs. It's, it's mainly just my mom. Um, I have those conversations with her and I let her know my beliefs. And I mean, I don't know. We're just so new in this part yeah. of the journey. And what we're referring to is our beliefs as far as religion goes. Mine don't perfectly align with what I was raised. And I think that that's okay. I don't think that I'm doing anything wrong. Do you feel but like I you're disappointing? Disappoint. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to disappoint. And I know that she has a lot of a lot of her friends follow um, my journey, probably just for my cute kid, but they follow along. So I just don't, I don't want to make anyone feel any sort of way, especially my mom. Don't you struggle with that? Because like for me, my thing is I curse yeah. so much. I love it. I live for it. I feel like every, almost every sentence is better with the curse word. It's Me just, too. I've been told <laughs> that I would put a sailor to shame. I love it. So yeah. I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Do I show up as really who I am or do I kind of pull back? Because, you know, everybody now preaches authenticity and you got to mm-hmm. show up authentic because they only want to see, you know, like you said, no filters, but really do we want to, do we want to alienate those people that the cursing may offend because it would offend yeah. a lot of people. They would yeah. be they would be out if they heard all of this. So yeah. with you, I mean, do, do you struggle? I would say that's like a big struggle. Yeah, I mean, I'm the like, same way. I every I feel like I cuss a lot, and I think that with that, I am understanding that it just has to be like for me. I'm just deciding which platforms are going to be yes. R rated podcasts. I mean, if the host is okay with it, free game. TikTok, yep. free game. Facebook. Instagram, maybe not, because I got mm-hmm. I got my, my grand on there. <laughs> She's I, not listening to podcasts. <laughs> I will say, let's, and you can totally, this is a safe space for, okay. so cool. for anything you want to say, I love it. But, um, oh shoot, where was I going to go with that? Uh, I forgot where I was going to go with that, with the cursing. Anyway, so have you and your mom come to any particular agreement as far as, or you're just now starting to slowly navigate things and you're trying we to We just out? had the, one of the first conversations last night. Yeah. And how did that go? It went well. She, I mean, she's so supportive with anything that I do and she believes in me more than anything. Um, would she want me to be a Christian that reads my Bible every morning? Hell yeah, she would. But I mean, I just... I'm just gonna not, I'm just gonna do what feels good to me in the moment and just go from there. Um, I know what I was gonna say. Just backtracking. When I left my job to work for myself in in real estate, I I I can look back at the posts as they're starting to pop up. I've almost been in real estate a year now, so they're starting to you know the memories are starting yeah. to pop up, and I'll see that I used a word or I said a word, and I'm like, I've never said that word before on a live. I, it's actually kind of liberating when because when I worked for corporate America, I certainly wanted to, you know, hold back. Right, you and, can't. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't want. Um, you know, anybody to, especially a boss or a mentor to see me and then be like, oh, I don't want to be associated with that. So mm-hmm. I can see now <laughs> the videos that are popping up or the the pictures. I can see where I've used curse words or said them. And I'm like, it's so liberating when you walk out of that nine to five or in my case, seven to five, and then you're able to work for yourself. And you're like, if you don't like me, it is a little more liberating yeah. when you work for yourself because you're, you're like, well, big middle finger no, if you don't right, like it. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that that too is like, you just have to decide like when you do start to work for yourself, you have some big decisions that you have to make. And it, we're, I'm so thankful that that happens, but you have to decide who are you? You actually get to be who you are. 
And that doesn't happen when you're working, like you said, for corporate, you have all of these boundaries and these limitations that are set for you because you don't want to put a bad name on the company. Mm -hmm. But when that, when you're set free from that and your soul can actually be who it is, it's frightening in the beginning. It's so scary because you're trying to navigate like, is this how I want to show up in the world? Do I want to do this? Am I really this like classy, whatever? I mean, I feel like you can still be classy and say cuss words. I love you so much. I feel like that too. Yeah. But society has put these parameters on like, you're trashy if you say cuss words. But I just, I don't, I don't resonate with that. Well, I want to talk about this course that you're taking. Oh, yes. So, so, so good. I know because one of my favorite things about you on social media is that I can find out what supplements you're taking. Mm-hmm. I can, um, and I've, I've often ordered or I'm trying whatever it is that that you're trying. So I love that. I also love your personal development stuff, which we'll get to. But right now you're mm-hmm. taking a course. Mm-hmm. So tell us why, what the course is, why you thought this was going to be for you, and how on earth you managed to make that kind of investment. So after Christmas season, which was the worst season ever, just worked nonstop, um, I told myself there has to be a pivot. And I didn't know. I mean, I've been trying to pivot for years into what's next, but there was a blockage of imposter syndrome, self-doubt, all of these insecurities coming up. No one cares what I have to say. Um, And I had to get past that somehow, but I couldn't do it on my own. So the course is made to do this by Kathy Heller. So how she, it's funny because I've been following her for years or not years, probably about a year. And I thought when I signed up for this course, it was going to be like a business course. It's going to dissect your business, help um, get everything organized and in place. And it does do that. It does. But through searching your soul and figuring out what your passions are and then monetizing that. So it's unbelievable. She like markets herself as kind of like a spirit guide. So is that where the box idea came from? Yeah. Well, just her coming through and just saying like, this is more than just you selling a farmhouse sign. Like what, how do you want to serve the world? Mm. How do you want to serve your community in a bigger way? And I knew that my reach, I knew that what I had to say, people, not even what I had to say, but just like what I had gone through as like a wife, a mom, a small business owner, a searching soul, like whatever you want to call it. I knew that there are other people out there who are going through that same thing. And I might just be in my journey, like maybe a couple years ahead. So I wanted to share that as well, but I didn't know how, I didn't know how I knew this was on my heart, but I had no clue what to do. So having her course, it's a 12 week course and it's a, it was a large investment for us. Um, but we just knew like there was really no other option. That's awesome. And you're loving it. Are you not through with it yet? No, we're on week five. So yeah, we're still going through and I'm sharing like tidbits along the way on social media, but it's a little overwhelming because it's one of those things where you're, you have lifetime access to this course so you can start businesses and just run it through the program. And she does like a step-by-step of, you know, what and how. Um, So I'm, I'm, I would say I'm like on week three because I'm kind of just like going at the pace that feels right for me. But yeah, that is how the idea came to fruition. So um, I think I think I've started following her since since you told me about her. But what do you feel like? Um, what are you hoping is going to be the the ultimate payoff for the course? I mean, do you have a like an end game for it, or really, you just? I know Christmas was really hard for you. 
I know that was awful. Mm-hmm. Are you just, were you just kind of needing to get refocused? What is the main? I want to, I mean, just to be completely honest, I want to make more money and work less. Yeah. That's the goal for everyone, I'm sure. And it's doable. I mean, it's so doable. I've seen through the personal development world and just like social media in general, it's so simple to make money online. It's not easy. It's not. It's not easy, but it's so simple. There are just little tweaks that you have to do. Um, And I'm figuring out right now how to do that without having, like the more money I make means the more work. So that's stressful. Because I mean, I know how to market the product. I know where to put the product, but it's like, I don't want to do that. Do you ever see yourself being like more of a coach and that being a business? Yeah, I do for sure. That's the end goal. I would love to be a confidence coach. I would love to be a confidence coach. Do I have a lot of areas I need to work on with my own confidence? Hell yeah. But I think that confidence is one of those things that is an ongoing journey. You wake up every morning and it is a decision you make to be confident. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you need to have real-time tools that help. So like when you're getting stressed out, what I do is I do a lot of breath work. So (laughs) it's also new to me, but it's so fun and I love learning about it, but I have a two-year-old. So there's a lot of times whenever, you know, she's throwing a fit and I'm like, don't lose your shit. Don't lose your shit. And I'll just pull one of these real time tools out of my belt and I'll maybe do like three deep breaths or I'll do like a, because it's the same emotion that you have when you're sobbing. So it helps calm and relax the body. So if you do that two inhales really quickly and then a long exhale, um, that helps a lot. So just figuring out things that get your body back to a stable point um, and quickly is 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 helpful. But. So you see yourself in the confidence realm instead of because I would look at you and think, oh my gosh, you could teach other people how to start their own businesses. No hell and no. You don't think so? Mm-mm, no, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. But I you don't. Are you've done? No, it. I. Well, I yeah, I've done it, but it has not looked pretty. The back end, there are definitely people out there who can do it much better. And I'm not a teacher. I don't like to, yeah. you know, that's not my thing. I, I would much rather just like help people build and grow confidence and figure out really these cool. ways to make. Here's another thing. You're not going to feel confident in every situation. I always tell myself, like, if I'm going to be around a big group of people, I'm like, okay, there's a solid chance I'm not going to feel very confident in this situation. Just because I'm a homebody, I like to be home. I feel most confident. I'm in my sweatpants and just fanny packs. in my fanny pack. Yeah, I'm, you know, sure. out in the garage. I love working with my hands and sawing and sanding. I love doing that stuff on a small scale. But, um, yeah, so just figuring out, like, what helps make you confident. That's what I want to just, like, hear people's stories and just better understand. Do you think that most women would say that they're not confident? Mm-hmm. I do. do. I do. And I think that society has made it that way. Yeah. Because we're all, whether we want to believe it or not, we're all comparing ourselves all day, every day. You're not good enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not, your pictures are not filtered enough. Like whatever it is, I feel like we're always just bashing ourselves and we need to just be grateful for where we're at, how far we've come. And then absolutely the confidence follows. That's great. So tell me um, really quick, a couple of podcasts, however many podcasts or books that you're really, really into right now. Mm, where do we start? Okay. So 
as far this is not a podcast or necessarily a book. He does have a lot of books, but on YouTube you can find him, Joe Dispenza. I have been really into his work lately. And so he, what's he about? I don't know him. I so know. he is all about mind and body. So sorry, I'm kicking your foot down okay. there. Um, he he likes to. Pr- his work is basically all about how your thoughts create your future. Your future creates your reality which to me is so intriguing because he actually did this with his physical body. So just to give a little bit about his background, he was in a, he was a chiropractor and he was in a race. He was riding a bike and um, he was rear ended by a tractor trailer. And they were like, you're never going to walk again. Like you need to get the surgery done or you're never going to walk again. You're going to have to wear this body cast for a whole year. And he was like, wait a second. No. So what he did was he went into, he's really into meditating. He went into wow. like a deep meditation for nine weeks. And what he was doing was he was reconstructing his spine. So he was imagining where all of his spinal cords went or whatever. I don't know what happens back there. And when he aligned with the higher being, like it's really deep work. It's all about digging deep into your mind and understanding that like you have the control to alter your physical state. So after nine weeks of him meditating and just thinking about his spine, he was basically fully recovered, was able to walk again. Unbelievable. And since then he's traveled all across the world and helped people. Oh my God. With like MS and like all of these different illnesses. But on this much simpler scale, he really just teaches that your thoughts create your reality. And I think that's so cool. Like whatever you have right now, is a product of your thoughts and your actions. I mean, obviously, if you're not where you want financially, it's because you're not thinking abundantly. And we might struggle with this oh, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do too. So, I mean, I'm into like some woo-woo stuff. I, I've been really into um, grab numbers lately, which I don't now, know what a is ton this? about them. So we're going to go there. We're going to go here. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Um, I'm so ready. So I like to think of my body and my life as like a program. So you can program your mind or you can program your, let's just say you can program your mind with these numbers. And the way that, the reason that this resonates so much with me is because remember Sims, like the game years ago? I was a, like the pro at Sims. All my friends were like, how are you so good at Sims? It's because I figured out the cheat code for money. Uh. <laughs> I had no secret tool except for that. <laughs> so I was literally, it was rose, rosebud, colon, colon. You had to like code it into the game. I mean, I was essentially cheating the game, but I, it was, you literally programmed. So that's why, like to bring it to reality, that's why they say vision boards and, um, all that are so important because you are living into your like future self. Mm-hmm. So by looking at that, your mind doesn't know the difference between looking at a picture and actually like living that. So your subconscious and you're literally reprogramming your subconscious to believe I already have this lake house on, you know, with the mountains in the background yes. and the porch swing and the land and all of the cool. abundance of money. So Grabavoy numbers are, I have no clue or proof if Grabavoy numbers work, but it's literally, I think you have to just look it up a little bit more, but they're like the money Grabavoy number of like abundance. 
and I've oh. set all my passwords to it. So it's like the more that you say, you're like reprogramming your mind, but it's 426499. So I'm constantly, anytime I think about like, oh my God, I wish I had more money. I just say that number to myself. Interesting. I've, say it again. Gra- grab a void. Grab a I mean, void. I might be saying it wrong. I have no clue. I saw it on TikTok. Like TikTok has changed my life. It is. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like but recipes. then obviously go do your own research. Jordan's over here living her best life and I'm just looking at ways to scramble the eggs. So it's fine. <laughs> I love TikTok. It's wonderful, but I really clearly am not using it. Well, way. I'm on like the very spiritual side of TikTok, which I think may not, you get some conspiracy theories, which I find myself like really believing in a lot of them sometimes. I can totally see that. Ah, uh, they're so fun. I just, it's so fun to have such an open mind, but it's dangerous. It's so dangerous. So any other, before we move on to one of my topics that I kind of wanted to save Uh-oh. till the end, any other podcasts or books you told me about- yeah. Um, the Seth Godin one. So I'm now reading oh, that, that this one. Is marketing. This is marketing. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, the Life Coach School podcast, Brooke Casillo. I really like okay. hers. Her you, confidence podcast is really good. And you told me about, um, is it Angie? The Angie Lee Show. She's a marketer. Yes. And so she had somebody on, I think it was hers I was listening to about, and she had somebody on talking about breath. Where so Oh, you, yeah, Sammy. You breathe in yeah. for, wait, you I breathe in. One. Four, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight to reset as far as anxiety. So I have a lot of anxiety. Like yeah. And so I love that. So I have listened to that one. Anything yeah, else? Yeah, she's you? good. Kathy Heller's for sure. Um, don't or don't keep your day job. That's what hers is called. And then Ed Milet, mm. obsessed. I know. Do you comment on his stuff? You know you can win stuff. And no, I don't want an Ed Milet hat. But wouldn't you that. like to fly in an Ed Milet jet? I don't think he's really doing that, do you? Well, if he says it, he has to be doing it. I feel like you live on Laguna Beach, so you can afford to fly me over, right? I mean, I guess. I don't know. No, I do not comment on his stuff. <laughs> we really need to do that. I think we should do that. Do it. So, okay. So, I feel like anybody <clears throat> who has stuck with us this far, they they know your social media. They know your um, your history with the neighbor. Um, tell us kind of about the neighbor. So I know. And every time I'm watching your stories, especially back when you first started that neighbor stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and I listened to everything right there and I would have my phone and Stacy's like, what is she doing? What is she talking about? I think he's like, this is one of the boundaries that my husband and I had to set for your safety. <laughs> yeah, no. Tell us about what, uh, how did this start? Okay. So ironically enough, it started before quarantine. So about a month before quarantine, um, I just started creeping hard on, my next Why? door neighbor. Any particular reason? Well, because he would leave his trash can out on the on oh, the yeah. road That's right. all week. And I'm like, what the hell? And then he would just bring his trash to the street. I'm like, why would you not just pull it back? Oh, I didn't realize. And then he was at the end of the week. It up from- yeah. Like he would just bring his trash back. <laughs> and so then like I'm like, okay. And I, you know, good I love a good uh, true crime. So just started making up my own. <laughs> So we, yeah, so this guy, he is like early 30s, never leaves his house. He would pull his car into the garage, shut the garage door, and then get out of the car. And I know this because I would just walk by his house mm-hmm. just to creep when he was doing that. And I would know every single time he had like rugs rolled up in his garage. I'm like, what the hell are you doing with all these rugs? Mm-hmm. So I just started making up stories about how he is a serial killer and he was bringing in young girls. I don't know why through with these rugs. Right. <laughs> he would take them out of the car once the garage was closed. 
he has like red curtains and I guess that makes the lighting look red in his house. So like his front doors, everything always looks red, which is super creepy. So yeah, we just made up all these stories about his life. And then we, we is me and my alter ego. Right. Yes. I don't know. Definitely not Theron. Right. No, no. My husband was like, listen, you got to stop talking about the neighbors. And I was like, so we need to make a Facebook group where we can just like all, cause everybody has so many funny, creepy stories. I'm like, we need to, we need a platform where we can all safely talk shit about our neighbors. Absolutely. So as long as it's not this neighbor, that's totally fine. Anybody else is almost fine. As long as not you. Yeah, that's fine. So tell us, but you've got, don't, (laughs) don't you have a creepo on either side? Well, the other guy's just an idiot. He's just so dumb. He just for just to give you a little example. Well, okay. Let me preface by like we are not the best neighbors. Like my husband and I, because we are loud. We run a work a woodworking shop out of our garage, mm-hmm. and we're fifteen feet on both sides to to neighbors. So yeah, we're loud. We do be we're respectful. So we try to turn everything off as you know timely manner. But during the day, saws are going, CNCs are running. Like it's not the quietest scenario. So when I first met them, I just told them like, hey, listen, if you ever have an issue, here's my cell phone number. If it's too late or whatever, just shoot me a text. So I was like, we're good. We're good. No more communication needs to be had. That's right. I don't want to talk to you. That's right. So says the introvert, but really hardcore entrepreneur, right? Yeah. I would say, what is it called? An ambivert? Oh, I don't know. Ooh. That's how I would describe myself. An introvert. That ooh, ooh, I don't ooh. really even know the definition. Never heard of it. Can I look it up real quick? Well, sure. I've Let's never see. heard of such. I'm ambivalent. I have never heard of that. And I also, um, before we wrap up, I want to talk about the Enneagram stuff. But oh, it's on your plane. So with your neighbor guy, have you ever the one that's like Ted Bundy? Have you ever like mm-hmm. made him cookies and and oh, said, "Hell hey. no, I can't bake worth shit." But I mean, have you ever tried to like <sighs> no? I did call a wellness check on him. So whenever. Oh my God, with the police. (laughs) So this was after quarantine or yeah, like it was like second week of quarantine and I hadn't seen him for a few days, which is normal, but he had an Amazon package on his front porch. And then, then like a week went by or something. It was like a good amount of time. And I was like, okay, something's not right. He does have, I don't really know like how much I want to share. Well, I want to share it all. I'm pretty sure his girlfriend or wife, whoever it may be, might be doing a little bit of meth in the background. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. She doesn't have a car. She never leaves. If he leaves, it's, it's just him by himself. So I'm like, is she being held captive? Like, what's the story so there? So she just in sometimes, there with the meth and just I guess, or the, it the, the dead bodies. I don't know what she's doing in there. Right. But like, sometimes she'll come out for some sunlight and she'll just like stand on the front porch and then like immediately go back in. I'm like. How are you surviving? But what makes you think she's doing math? Amazon doesn't deliver math. Well, because I can look at her and say, "Oh, you might be doing some math." Okay. I don't know. Maybe she just needs to eat. This is a judgment free zone. I just want to <laughs> let everybody know. Is it? <laughs> no. Is it? I'm no. judging pretty hard over here. So she's doing math. She's and- doing math. He's burning bodies. Well, he's not burning them. Well, that was a whole other thing. There was like a burn pile behind our house, like ways behind and I was like okay he's probably taking the bodies over there it was like a whole thing I was locked up for too long right so I didn't see him he had Amazon packages sitting on his front porch for like a week and I'm like something's not right Mm -hmm. so I called a wellness check and he didn't answer anything so the police were just like sorry that's what they did I thought with a wellness check 
because I've done plenty of them in the apartment business when yeah. residents, you know, unfortunately we see a lot. So like they didn't kick the door in or do no. any of that. No. So what's the purpose? I mean, you could have knocked on the door. I know. That's what my husband said. He's like, what the hell? Why are the police here? And I'm like, I'm not. taking care of it. And Theron's probably I've like, oh He's my so God. He's so introverted. He's like, please don't bring any attention <laughs> to us. Stop calling the police on the neighbors. <gasps> We're jumping all around. But yeah, so that's Ted Bundy over there just doing his own thing. And then the other guy. So... I told him we're not, the, you know, I said we're a little loud text call if you have any problems. Well, then a couple of weeks later, this is like shortly after they moved in and then shortly after quarantine happened, um, he got his daughter a little kiddie pool and they have like a big hill on their backyard. So he put the kiddie pool at the bottom of the hill and he didn't have a hose long enough. So Theron and I are out on the back porch and we see him like struggling, trying to figure out how, how to fill up this kiddie pool. So we're like, hey, do you want to borrow our 100 foot hose to fill up your pool? Because yours is 25 foot and it ain't working. Yeah. And he's like wearing a mask and gloves like in his backyard. So we're like, this guy's already really weird, whatever. So he's like, no, we're good. No hose. I'm like, right. He didn't want to touch your hose. He didn't want to touch our hose. He didn't want to touch my hose. He didn't. He sure didn't. <laughs> um, so... He thought of a better idea. He went and got himself a little tea pitcher. No, nope. a little tea pitcher from. And I'm not kidding. This hills, I'm not good at like measures, but 25 feet, maybe more. Literally filling the tea pitcher up and walking it down and filling up this pool. We watch him do this, and then he gets like the hose like halfway down and is like trying to shoot, puts his finger in it, and is like, like trying to like <laughs> shoot, and it's going nowhere but just into the grass. And he is like so confident in his decisions. And I'm just like, what is happening? So, right there, I lost all respect for him. Right. <laughs> and from it there, it's just been, um, yeah, it's just been story after story. I love that. I love, and I wish you would share more. So, whatever needs to happen on They've social media, they've been keeping to themselves a lot lately. I feel like your followers lived for that. Oh, my what gosh. Yeah, say? for sure. For sure. So tell me what the definition says. Okay, ambivert. This is pers whose personality has a balance of extrovert and introvert. Interesting. But I feel like it's all about energy. So, like, I always thought, oh, I'm an extrovert because I do enjoy being around people. Mm -hmm. um, but it actually is based on how you get your energy. So like I, whether it's from other people or yeah, yourself. Right. So I energize oh. when I'm by myself alone, doing my own thing. Interesting. I didn't know that either. But yeah. So I guess if you're a balance of the two, you're an ambivert. So tell me really quick about the Enneagram stuff. Cause I did the test back in the day and I can't mm -hmm. even remember what number I am, but can you just give a little rundown of the numbers? Do you know? Oh, them? I don't know. Do you know them? No. Okay. But you're a seven. Is that mm -hmm. what you said? Okay, so a seven is is what? Creative, so free spirit, energetic. Um, I, I don't a loner. Don't you <laughs> love that stuff? Like analyzing I do yourself. the personality test. Yes. And I think it's so good as a business owner to understand the different personality tests or types because it helps figure out how if you are at a point where you're staffing and you're going to be working closely with other people, mm. you want your personalities right. to work well together. A seven would not do well with, like data entry, um, but they would do really well with creation and ideas. I remember back when I did work for Corporate America, we had um, the colors. So it was um, blue, green, orange, and yellow. Um, brain. I think the actual test is brain color test, if you want to look it up. So I was a yellow or a gold, which is organized, checklists, um, 
things like that. But I wasn't a green. Stacy's a green, very analytical, very data driven. I hate that stuff, mm-hmm. but I do love getting stuff done. So, but the the crazy thing is that when I would interview someone, I would ask that they filled out the questionnaire first, and then I would bring them in because what I know. So so an orange is your free thinker. It to sum it up, the way I think of an orange is you're a hippie. Right. You're just you're here I for like the party. It. You where when does the show start? I'm not gonna show up early. I'm just gonna show up whenever. I'm just gonna dream really big. Oranges are the life of the party. So one thing I know about myself is that I don't work well with an orange. I'm probably an orange. Yes. So I know that supervising an orange for me causes me a lot of stress. Yeah. So I either needed a green. Because they don't need to be supervised. That's right. <laughs> Well, I know, uh, it, it, and an orange doesn't want to be supervised. Right. They can't have any part of it. But yet, I, I worked better with a green. So the blue is the lover, and they're going to be everybody's friend and counselor. The problem with the blue is they're going to be too chatty with the residents, our, our customers, our residents, and so then they would never get any work done. So for me, a green was honestly probably the perfect employee. Only green people didn't make great leasing people because green people are so analytical. They often don't like to be in front of other people and selling. So what I wound up having to do was I took that personality test and chucked it because it was causing me, I knew what I needed. And I I knew what type of employee I liked to supervise and that I would work, have a great flow with, but also it was so much work and so much. So, so do you put a lot of stock in the Enneagram stuff? That's kind of where I'm going with all this. Mm -hmm. Do you put a lot of stock in that? And I do think it's helpful to know who you are and who your employees are, maybe even your customers, so that mm-hmm. you can reach them in the way they want to be reached. But do you put a lot of stock in that stuff? Not really. I mean, I'm it's on a fun. journey. Yeah, I'm on a journey of figuring out who I am. I can't really worry about anybody else. So as far as that goes, it's been helpful on my personal journey. But I mean, I don't know any any of the other. I know an Enneagram 3, which is like the achiever, the goal-oriented is probably what you are. I think I, I just can't remember. Everybody always thinks I'm a three, but I'm I'm not goal oriented or high achiever or competitive. Interesting. Competitive I need to all. do that again. It's funny. I think I've done it like three times over the years. Yeah, I mean, and I can't you remember. Change, and you change. Oh. So you can also have wings off of your enneagram test, which is like, oh yeah, like a seven subshoot, whatever they call it. What do they call it? Like a, a wing eight. Yeah, like that's seven, it. That's eight. it. Yeah. Because okay. I mean, you're not gonna fit into like one perfect little tied up box. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. Okay, so you're turning 30. May what? Turning 30. Sixth, seventh. Seventh, May 7th. So yes. I got to know, is the haircut part of the turning 30? Well, I have always wanted a pixie cut. Always. I just have ne- I was just never brave enough to do it. So I don't, I wouldn't say it's like because I'm turning 30. I just needed, I just really needed my hair out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> it was taking up so much of my thought process, like in, in clothes too. So what I've done Ugh. to eliminate, like I, getting ready today was such a struggle because I hate getting ready. I have my, you know, four or five pairs of leggings, my go-tos, I got my overalls, I got my coveralls and I know. So I have like, I have seven outfits that I rotate through. And it's I mean, you smart can mix because it that's up. one less decision you right. have to make. So that's smart. Yeah. What Steve Jobs did that. Yep. And I guess Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yep. And Jamie Kerslima. Oh yeah. Did you finish her book? Yep. Yep. Good. Yeah. So, um, I don't really remember where I was going with that. Oh, the hair. Yeah. So yeah, we got the clothes down pat and then the hair was either always in a hat or in a bun. It always looked greasy and dead and I was just over it. It's thin. So when it would part in the back, when it was down, I'd have like this bald spot. 
So I was like, you know what? I'm creating this new me. I love it. Here we are. Here's the new hair. So how, um, how, what's the word I'm looking for? Was that, were you super nervous the day you went to get it cut? Because a lot of women, I feel like, you know, my mom's had 10 brain surgeries. Hair is freaking hair. Like it's Mm going to grow back. They shave her head. It grows back. exactly how I feel. Okay. So, so you weren't too nervous. I wasn't nervous. And and I, on, I went and saw a new girl too, which was probably not the best Uh, idea. That's pretty ballsy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I showed her two pictures and I was like, make this happen. And I had brown hair too. And I went blonde. So that's right. You had, that's right. Box dyed brown hair. So it was a struggle to get it blonde. But I'll tell you, whenever she cut it and then turned me around, I was like, what in the actual hell did I just do? She had a, you know, when they style your hair there, they don't know your part and all this. She had it just like, I looked like a wet dog. I was like, damn it. Damn it. I was so mad. Oh. But in it, it, it's not exactly how I want it. It's definitely a headband haircut is what I like oh, to call it. Super cute. It, it's it's growing into what it needs to be. And I feel like you inspire other people to just, it, it's just hair. It's but just so hair. many women. Well, and I feel like hair tells your personality a lot about your personality. So if you're rocking like a boring straight cut and yours is not boring. Is that what you're saying? I mean. Thanks, boring. Jordan. <laughs> no, but if you're rocking like a boring haircut and you have like this vibrant personality that just needs to speak, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one way to express your personality. I don't think that, I don't think you need to cut your hair to be who you are, but it might help. And I've always said, because I've had hair, you know, when we got married, my hair was this long and it was box dyed, bright burgundy. Oh my God. I was 205 pounds. Oh. You couldn't tell me shit. I loved myself. I did not I love care. It. But I've always said it takes a very special woman to carry off short hair. And I don't, what I mean, and I don't mean face shape. I don't mean any of that. I mean, you have to have a certain level of confidence. Would you agree? Yes. And here's why I say <laughs> yes. that. Because women, if you'll notice, if they have long hair, it is a security blanket. Yes. They, in my opinion, they hide behind that hair and it is like Linus with the blanket. So I love that you cut that off and your blanket's gone. Not that Thanks. you were ever hiding behind your hair. No, I feel like I was. But a lot of women, long hair means protection or it means it's their safety or it's their, it's their, you know, it's hair. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had thick, beautiful hair, it would be down to my ass, but mm. I don't. And I think you just have to accept what you got. But I do have it. to know this because I have a strong opinion on this. Is it easier to fix? Oh, short? my God. So easy. Is it? Now, mine's so not when it's shorter because it's very thick. I have very, um, I would say coarse hair, but it's just really unruly, really. So I have to be super intentional, mm. you know, when it's when it's really, really short. So for me, it's not, but I don't care. I still love it. Yeah. Well, so, mine was, I was just trying to put it in like the perfect messy bun every day. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I grew mine out. So I could yeah. do the messy bun. Yeah. I had to cut it. Um, so would you, if there's somebody out there that's thinking about cutting some hair, would you recommend a new stylist for the first time or would you? No, okay. no, just no. Yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. My, the reason, only reason I went to a new stylist was because my old stylist, which I love her, she just would always cut like a long bob. And it was because I think she was just nervous for me, which I get. They just, you know. My mom is the same way with her. She has super duper short hair and she just feels like people are just almost afraid to cut it as, as short as she's really comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a thing too. And the thing I'm finding is a lot of stylists are just more comfortable with long hair, period. They just don't know what to do with it. 
So tell me um, what, before we close, what are you into right now? Is there anything you're super into? My spiritual journey, meditating, mindfulness. Every morning I practice meditating. So how do you, so I've, I would love the idea of getting into it, but for those of us who don't even know where to start, is there an app? Is mm-hmm. there, what would you recommend for somebody? I am using Insight Timer, which there's also Headspace, YouTube. I mean, you can find beginner meditations anywhere. And I start, I mean, my mind is always constantly thinking of ideas and thoughts and like most of us that it's hard for me to concentrate for more than 10 minutes on a meditation right now. But I think that you can just continue to build up um, starting meditating either in the car or in the shower. So is meditation, is it just repeating phrases or is it just a quiet space? What is it exactly for you? It's just, it's giving your mind space to just be to just be in the present moment, not thinking about your to-do list, not thinking about your goals and your dreams or some past failures that you had, beating yourself up. It's literally just grounding yourself and being present with self and then connecting with God, spirit, source, universe, whatever you want to call it. Just getting to that place of like leveling out. That's cool. So Jordan, tell everybody where they can find you. Best place is Instagram, freckled unfiltered, and I'm more and more getting comfortable sharing the woo-woo over there. It's just I'm having to kind of tame and prep my community. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that's I'll be announcing the box launch and the website and all of that over there. So Yay. Instagram or on Etsy, freckled flamingo company. Will you come back and join us for another episode when that's kind of underway and then as that evolves a little bit? I'd love, We'd to. love to follow Yeah, that'll that. be fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I love that you're part of my journey and thank you so much for, for everything that you do for the community. Um, everybody just hit the subscribe button, follow the high impact podcast. We are here again, just to, to make a a super high impact on your life. And, um, if you feel so inclined, I would love it if you would share this with your, with your friends, I would love for, for you guys more of you guys to meet Jordan and find out what a difference she's making in our community. So thank you so much, everybody. And we will see you on the next episode.